The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. But is, uh, Good is afternoon, it, everybody. Isn't it crazy? We were just talking, you and I were talking off air, that the NBA basketball, you brought this up, I mean, way ahead of time before we even really had thought about it. You saw the crystal ball that NBA basketball cannot go straight to playoffs from here for two reasons. The one, the first one is one you brought up. Games don't match up evenly between six, seven, and eight seeds. Well, and they have games versus those exact same teams that could determine who's in and who's out, tiebreakers and such. Right. Not everybody's played the same number of games either. Yeah, exactly. So, and then with that, I mean, you get towards the end of the season, and then Tony brought this up as well. Uh, basketball's going to look like, I mean, it's going to look like freaking Little League junior be, basketball. It's going to be sloppy for a bit. I mean, you're going to see balls hitting. I mean, Ben Simmons, you're going to see a lot of good shooters shooting like Ben Simmons from deep. Guys will be rested and healthy. Oh, yeah. But they haven't been on a court they won't for be in rhythm, long, And they won't have a lot of time either. Like, they're going to get them in. Hey, we got two days to work out. We got to get going. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So there's a lot of speculation and a lot of, I guess, talk that they will finish off the 18 because of the reasons you brought up that there wasn't enough game or game number totals don't match up right now. And some of those teams, 6, 7, and 8 specifically in the Western Conference, have games versus each other, uh, which would bring up a huge issue. Like, you look at New Orleans, um, Dallas, and I mean San Antonio, Portland's in that mix as well. You look at those four teams, and if they don't have, I mean, they're playing at this time with some teams, some of those teams have 19 games left, some have 18, some have 20. And if you have an uneven amount of numbered games left, with some of those games being against those six and eight seeds, or seventh and eight seeds, or uh, seventh and six seed teams fighting for a playoff spot, you want to play it out. And that's what Tony Jones kind of talked to us about, too, is, is not only that, but you're going to be playing for the first time in most likely two months. As you all know, they shut down all of the practice facilities. No one's allowed in them. Players are not allowed to go into uh, public facilities. Players are not allowed to go to public gyms. So unless they are one of those millionaires like LeBron James or Damian Lillard, who have a basketball gym in their home? They aren't. They aren't going to play. And then, like I said, you're going to have you're going to have bad basketball. Just get ready for it. You're going to have really bad basketball from a lot of good basketball teams. Now, the Jazz sit is the four seed. You got one, two, and three coming up. I mean, this is where it really gets intriguing. Hey, speaking of good basketball, talking about playing your best basketball at the right time, Preston Indians, Eric. They do it again, and I don't know how they do it, but every year it's like a light switch is on. Like you have, you know, they're, they're steady, they're up there, but when like the playoff basketball comes, it's almost like someone just goes and hits the light switch, and then Tyler Jones and his team just crank it up three notches, and then here we are, we're state champions again, and once again, of course, we have to have the very best on our show, and Tyler, Coach Tyler Jones, excuse me. Uh, has to join us on our show and, and do it again with us because uh, he's one of the best to do it. Coach, congratulations. Welcome to the Full Court Press. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me tonight. Uh, hey, first of all, this and we've talked about this before with you. There, there can be times when somebody puts together a great team, and the team collectively with their talent and right coaching and right decisions that happen over the course of a season can win a state championship. But what we've clearly seen is that there is a program that has happened in Preston where it's not just one team that wins a championship. You guys are winning them regularly or making it to the championship game regularly. How many championships now has Preston boys basketball won or been involved with in the championship game over the last five years? So it's the fifth year in a row that we've played for the championship. And last year we lost in overtime in the state championship. And then this year we, we won. So we've won four of the last five. That's incredible, Ajay. What is it? What is it about? Because your guys' tournament's a little bit different than the state of Utah. What is it when it comes to tournament time that gets you guys going and just turns it up two notches from being a great basketball team to being the best basketball team in the state of Idaho? Uh, part of it, I think just, you know, it was really hard to do. And then the, the first year we, we did it. And then every year now the kids just kind of expect to, to be there. It's kind of become a mentality and, and they, they come in and they, that's their goal. And they, they expect to get there. This year's team, uh, in the season that you guys had, um, you had some, you had some close games, some close matchups uh, along the way. What was what were some of the things that you guys had to go through? Every coach, even though teams win championships, every team has things they have to get through before they can get to that championship and bring home the hardware. What, did you have some experiences like that with your team this year? Yeah, so so last year, I know Falls beat us in the championship game, and this year they were ranked third in the state, and we were ranked number one, and we had to play them in the quarterfinals um, at the state tournament. And so that was kind of a... You know, they beat us last year, so the kids were really excited for the chance to kind of avenge that loss, and and we beat them, and then uh, our only loss this season was Middleton, and that was the fourth game of the season in Preston, and uh, we played them in the semifinals, and it was a, you know, it could have gone either way. We ended up winning 51-50, to 50, and they had the last shot at the buzzer, and it just hit the front of the rim. So uh, that game, you know, it was intense the whole way back and forth, and just two really good teams going at it, and so that was kind of cool that last year we, I mean, this year we beat the team that beat us last year in the championship, and then this year we were able to beat the team that beat us um, at the state tournament. Coach, what have you learned about yourself from championship number one to this most recent championship? What's what's the biggest adjustment or biggest thing that you've learned about yourself? Um, well, it takes a lot. You know, I each year, you know, kids have to buy into your system. They They have to buy into their role. And if you can get kids to do that, you know, then they can uh, achieve great things. Just being a team and, and being unselfish and, and doing the little things that kind of get you over the top. But they've all been special. You know, the first one all the way to this one, they've all been different, different kids, um, different players. And they're all unique in their own way. But it's been a lot of fun for sure. And, and definitely, you know, a great run here these last five years. As we've talked about, this is a, this is a program that you've got going there. This what, the success you have today really depends on the development that happened four or five years ago in the other younger leagues. What's going on there that's making such a difference for how you're able to reap the benefits today? Um, 
I have good good staff. I think if you have good assistant coaches all the way up, you know, from the from the grade school level teams, and you know, we have traveling teams in fourth, fifth, sixth grade going around, and then you know we have a junior high program, and then my assistants at the high school level. And this year our JV, they were uh, 19 and two, so they they had a good year. We did have a six really good seniors that have been with us the last two or three years, so we'll we'll miss them and. And uh, they've definitely left their mark on our program, but you know, hopefully the the next group can come in again and continue that mentality. Out of the four championships, who's the best player that you've seen on your team? I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> that's, that's a tough question. We've had some good ones. Uh, right now, um, Austin Smaley, he was the first year we won it. He's he starts at Idaho State as a sophomore this year. And oh yeah, he had he had a really good year there. And then Braden Parker, also the ISU, Idaho State, and he was injured this year and redshirted. But those two are really good. But you can, we have a, a point guard at College of Idaho, Derek Wadsworth, this year was our point guard the last, uh, for three of those championships. And then this year we had a couple really special players too. Um, Luke Smaley was named MVP of the state tournament. And then Ty Hyde will probably be player of the year um, in Idaho, our big guy, 6'7". So, We've had some good ones, and and uh, they've you know been a lot of fun to coach and be a part of all all of the people on our team. So, did you go undefeated in one of those years? Uh, yeah, our three peat the the third year we won. Um, <laughs> that was we were twenty six and zero that year. How do you and do that? How do you keep a team motivated when you're on a three peat run and you're undefeated? How do you keep a team to, through the dog days of basketball to stay focused and motivated? Yeah, I mean, part of that, that that group was just special, and they came, you know, every night. You're getting everybody's best shot, too, and, you know, get that big target on your back. But just taking it a day at a time, game at a time, um, not, you know, focusing on that end prize, but just going day by day, I think, is, is a big part of that. You know, we're talking to Tyler Jones. He's the uh, head basketball coach for the Preston Indians, state champions in the 4A the uh, classification in the state of Idaho. How would you classify basketball in the state of Idaho for those who maybe just focus too much on Utah high school basketball? How does uh, basketball in Idaho compare? Because uh, you've been able to play some of the teams from from Idaho or from Utah on a regular basis. Yeah, um, you know it's similar. I think we're, we're a four A school. Uh, we have about eight hundred students. You know, in our enrollment. Um, in Idaho, 12, 1280 and up is 5A. There's five divisions. So, But, uh, yeah, each year we try to play some of the Cache Valley schools. Uh, this year we played Logan and Mountain Crest. Um, last year we played Skyview. So it's always fun to, to you know, be able to play some of the Cache Valley schools. And, you know, I think I mean, it's getting better. I think uh, Idaho, I mean, just the kids today are, are athletic and, and and I think it's improving year by year, but you know there's some big schools in Idaho too. The, you know the Boise Valley and some really good good basketball in Idaho as well. Okay, so I asked you who the best player may be on the on these on these Preston Idaho dynasty best player you've seen on an opposing team. Oh man, that, that's a good one too. This year, our um, in the semis, Middleton had uh, Tyler Robinette. He's signed at the College of Idaho. He's a really good player. Um, last year, you know, we got to go against Skyview. So, um, Fossilus, obviously, he's a phenomenal athlete and really, really good player. So, I, those are a few of the better ones. Um, but 
that's that I can think of right offhand anyway. Do you guys have summer ball? Or, I mean, I guess yeah, they, we, if it weren't for COVID, would you have summer ball? Yeah, so we play um, pretty much the last week of May and all of June, five or six weekends in a row. We travel around to different camps and universities for tournaments and things. When uh, when you first heard Rudy Gobert testing positive and uh, the NBA shutting things down, uh, and then the NCAA was shortly after that, what were your reactions when you first heard the news and how that might affect what you try to do with with uh, athletics in Preston? No, it, it's scary for sure. You know, uh, this is the best time of year. You know, especially living in this area, the NCAA tournament, Utah State was really good this year you know BYU and you feel bad for you know for those seniors and things that aren't going to get that opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament and to finish their collegiate careers but you know, it's right now you know I'm it's hard because you know you, you want to be able to watch the you know the NBA, NBA playoffs and all, all that the NCAA tournament so you know hopefully this is something that will you know get better here with with time and we can all continue back to our normal lives and and be able to do those things that we all enjoy. Do you as how long do you see you do yourself doing this? I mean, as for as much success as you had, I'm sure it, I'm sure it makes it easy to be in this job. Do you ever want to see yourself elevate to maybe one more level of like working at College of Idaho, working for a college basketball team at some point for how for a, as good of a coach as you are? Um, you know, I really enjoy you know the high school level it it's nice you know you I teach as well and I really enjoy that and and going around you know your season I think the collegiate level and things you know it's a ton more time and and your family having to go around and travel and recruit and all that so you know it's something that obviously one day you think about but you know I really enjoy Preston it's a great area great community and we get tons of support uh this year at the state tournament uh, there are 10,000 fans at the championship game, and I bet probably six or 7,000 were, were uh, at least half was Preston. So it was pretty cool. When we won uh, the way back into town, there were we had 15 police cars, fire engines uh, leading us into town, and just a, a great area. Great, we get tons of support, and and really special for for our team and our our kids this year. That's great. There's. Uh... You weren't the only team that had some success um, in that area. Westside had a great year this year as well. They made it to the championship, but uh, weren't able to pull it off. But some good basketball going up in uh, Franklin County right now. Yeah, it's exciting. They had a great year as well. And, and yep, so it's hopefully something that we continue on, can continue to have and build on in, in the next few years. So uh, earlier this week, it was announced that school would be canceled for the Preston School District. You say you're a teacher, so are you having to? Uh, tra- are you guys transitioning to doing things online, just like things are happening down in in Utah, or how are you guys handling that in Preston? Yeah, so this this coming week is our spring break, so we'll we've been we'll be out this next week. But then, yeah, the plan is we're supposed to have all our things online for for students that following week if. And if we continue to be out of school, what do you teach? I teach Spanish and PE. How did you get PE? I mean, come on, that's the hardest gig of them all. <laughs> it is actually. You get you know, they get a ton of kids in your classes, but oh, it's it's good. I and some I, of them probably I, not the most athletic. 
<laughs> you get a wide range, a good variety for sure. Hey, Coach, is there anybody you want to thank while you, we got you on air? Yeah, uh, definitely. If uh, My assistant coaches, you know, our, our team and their parents and our administration, um, they do a lot for us. Um, and then just, the again, Preston for all the support that they give us, the community, and uh, my family as well. So it's it's been a lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys uh, giving me a chance to talk to you tonight. Oh, absolutely. We love talking to champions, and uh, you, you've made a, a habit of winning championships or being in championships in Preston. It's a, it's a great program that you've developed there, absolutely worth all the success and accolades that uh, that's heading your way. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Okay, right. have a good night. Okay, Bye. Coach Tyler Thanks, Jones Coach. for the Preston Indians. Uh, Aj, only one loss all year, and it was early <laughs> in the season, and then they got to avenge that loss in the championship game. Hey, if Dane, amazing. Uh, if Dane Hubbard's listening here, he's the radio play-by-play for Preston. Uh, what is his total record? Do you have that, Eric? What's his career record? Oh, I don't have that. If 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 Mr. Hubbard <laughs> Hubbard is listening. Uh, let us know what his career record is, because I'm sure Tyler Jones wasn't going to tell us. Uh, as in that span, was it four championships in five years, Eric? Yeah. What the fetch, man? That's incredible. Figure it out, teams. That's I guess incredible. that's incredible, Eric. And he went he went twenty six and zero, twenty six and zero, and only one loss this year. Hey, do you think they could beat Lone Peak? I mean, you take this dynasty and put them. Okay, maybe that's a little much. But that Lone Peak dynasty of TJ Haas and Nick Emery and Mika. It, it's hard because you have different classifications. You have different size of, of players. But So it would be fun to play a tournament of champions. Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be fun? See, hey, D, if you need an idea for next year's Rocky Mountain basketball thingamajigger, take Lone Peak, get Preston, get him here. <laughs> You ain't going to have to worry about tickets, man. Those things are going to be gone. Uh, that's great. Hey, uh, I want to go back. We're going to take a time out here on the Full Court Press. But when we come back, I want to go through the season that they had and and West Side okay. to, again, look at the seasons that they had, some of the phenomenal performances, and, uh, again, give the attention that it's due to highlight those two teams. Three teams in Cache Valley made it to championships. That's incredible. One of them came away with hardware. Pretty incredible basketball going on in this neck of the woods. But we'll talk about that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us on the Full Court Press. Okay, so the question is, has he coached at Preston the whole entire time? That is a good question. I don't have the answer to that. Wikipedia. Mr. Hubbard, has he coached at Preston the whole time? Because if he has, that is absolutely dominating. Well, that'd be like 200 and something games, So, and he's... They've won 42 of the last 42 games at home. That's impressive. Oh, my god! 76 and 4 the last three seasons. Thank you, 9835. Good heck. But I want to go back. I want to go more than just the last three seasons because he's had success the last five. We're working on that. Running the numbers. See, that's impressive. That's incredible. 
That is it is incredible. Absolutely stupid, ridiculous. Like I would look if the guy wants to coach or PE or whatever the rest of his life, you let him take it. You give him the rest <laughs> of the week off, whatever you got to do. Uh, hey, and we don't want to forget about Eric also Westside, who had a great year. You know, we all our teams were wonderful this year, and Westside was also really good. They made it to the tournament and battled it out. They did. They uh, they faced off against North Fremont in the title game. Came up just a little bit short, lost forty-two to thirty-seven, but uh, they had a great run, um, and uh, really kind of with some upsets along the way, uh, beating Malad after Malad had beat them previously in a close one, and they uh, beat Melba St. Mary's on their way to the state championship game. So they actually played Malad four times. Yeah, four times. So, yeah, congratulations to Westside getting all that way. So Westside playing in a championship game, Skyview playing in a championship game, and Preston playing in a championship game. But Preston was the only of those three to bring home the hardware. Very cool. Amazing. Tremendous run of success for, uh, for Preston. Yeah, it's an understatement. <laughs> I, I, I got blown away. 76-4 and four in the last three seasons. In the last three seasons, they've lost four games. And they haven't lost a home game in 42 tries. That's just stupid. And he's doing it. I mean, look, remember, he's doing it with different players. Like, uh, you know, he filters in different guys coming in. And he's still winning. Still finding ways. Sorry, I'm doing some math. I'm trying to oh, okay. I was like, uh, uh, no, but no, it really is Dead impressive. Air. Crickets. <laughs> Coach Tyler Jones, uh, congratulations to him and Preston. And then the West Side, and we'll, we'll get Coach Hilliard on at some point and bring him over and uh, I'm. Uh, we're currently working on trying to get Mason Faltzov as well to get him over and have uh, one of the best athletes to come out of the state of Utah, or at least in the state of Utah, uh, Mason Faltzov. Uh, and, and of course, what Coach Hilliard has done is is impressive in itself. Can he do it without Mason, without Sam Phipps will be the question now as both of those guys move on. Um, I, I'm intrigued what next year basketball is going to look like for our region in Region 11. Just really quickly pulling to uh, Region 11, Utah. Because you lose, I mean, they lose, there's a lot of talent that's leaving, that's done with school. Mason, Sam, Mason Baldwin of Mountain Crest, and I think Nethercott's done as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you lose, uh, I think the Pentagon kid is done as well at Logan, if I'm not I believe. The board at Green Canyon's going to be done. Uh, McKay Jorgensen is done. Uh, the list goes on. I mean, uh, Ridgeline, I guess Ridgeline doesn't lose a whole lot. They lose Jake Salveson, I think. They don't lose a whole lot. The Ridgeline could be the team to beat next year. They could be the cream of the crop, really, not only just in this region, but in the whole entire state. A lot of eyes are going to be on Ridgeline. Yeah. For as young as they were and as deep as they went and the type of season they had um, and the coach that they have, a lot of eyes are going to be on Ridgeline to see if they can repeat that. Uh, they do lose some size, they do lose some experience, 
but uh, how do they replace that? Um, in a team that didn't have a lot of expectations going into the season and how they performed, uh, boy, yeah, they, they're, they're likely to be the front runner with Skyview on their heels. Definitely. I would put Ridgeline ahead of Skyview at this moment. Well, they don't have Mason or Sam, dude. I don't know how yeah. you don't. Well, the, Skyview still has some size and experience. But um, that that's going to be a close, close battle, Ajay. This is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, can't wait to get here. I can't wait for sports to get back. Just in general, I'm struggling. I'm trying, but I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. You still crunching numbers over there? Uh, I am trying to figure out when. Hey, so what? He's what, coached for more than five. Who's years. the one guy in Goodwill Hunting who like does all these math problems? Matt Damon. Yeah, but like, well, I don't know his character's name. That's why I was trying to remember the character's name. They give him like a weird name. Uh, yeah, that that's you right now, sort of. But he did it faster, a lot faster. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, big thanks to Coach Tyler Jones. If you want to find any of our interviews, by the way, that we've done in the, we had Carl Smith on of USU men's basketball yesterday. We had Bob Sochi of the New England Patriots on yesterday. Those are on our podcast. You can type in the full court press, Eric's name, my name, and. Uh, find all the content. We'll have this show and, and Tyler Jones on uh, our podcast uh, tonight as soon as we're done with uh, tonight's show. Uh, and then we will uh, we'll take, we'll be back on Monday. Now, uh, a reminder that next week we'll have two-hour shows Monday through Friday. Starting March 30th, we will go to one hour. It will be spring break and we've got, there's things going on and there's just not a lot to get you through. So we'll go to one hour on March 30th. Now, here's the caveat to it. If and when basketball, NBA, does come back, of course the Utah Jazz right now are fighting for uh, not just a playoff seed, but a home court advantage spot. When that does come back, along with baseball, we'll go back to two hours. And then when the Jazz are done for playoffs, whenever that is, whatever happens, We'll we'll kind of look at our schedule. We'll see where we're at. Eric and I will sit down and with our program director, and we'll try and figure things out because obviously football we come back for two hours. So it depends when basketball does end for us in the NBA, and then we'll just we'll, we'll go from there. So but March thirtieth we'll go to a one hour show until NBA does come back. We'll go back to two hours, and then from there we'll we'll make a decision. So that's just a little bit of a a radio programming alert for you all. Okay, so during Coach Tyler Jones in his last five years, and by the way, I think that uh, that career mark is all at Preston. Holy crap. So he's been there for a little bit. 180 and 55 all time. It may, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, still got to do some double checking on that. The records that I'm looking at may not go that far back. But during the five years where he's been a championship, his championship run, he is 120 and 12. One year he went undefeated. 26 and 0. One year, last year he only lost one game. Lost one game this year. Uh, lost three games last year and finished as a runner up. Went undefeated in 2017 18. Lost four games the year before that. Lost four games the year before that, but still won the championship. 
I don't know what to tell you. It's impressive. Yeah, that's that's an understatement. That's incredible. One twenty and twelve, Eric. Now, what I want you to do, Eric, is, is I want you to look at the marginal difference of scores. <laughs> I'm not gonna go through <laughs> Come on, <laughs> put some effort into this, Eric. Okay, but I do want to look at uh, there are some marginal differences just in this last year. Okay. Give me an idea of just how good this team was. And if you only need it for reference for teams, if you're in Utah, uh, how that makes sense. So they did play, like you mentioned, they did play Logan and Mountain Crest this year. They beat Logan 72-43. to 43. They beat Mountain Crest 73-41. to 41. They regularly were beating teams by 20 or more points throughout the season. That's incredible. I mean, there were very few games that were within single digits. Very few. They had a few close scares. They had uh, just a three-point win over Pocatello in mid-February. But, um, boy, yeah, it was a... They, uh, they they took care of business this year. It was a really, really good team. Beat Middleton by one. Really exciting championship game uh, to redeem themselves. They lost to Middleton early in the year, 62-53. to So, great run for Preston. Great season for them. Uh, Westside, uh, meanwhile, they, they had some, they didn't have as, uh, they had a few more losses than, than Preston did in their year and had a lot more uh, closer games. I uh, had some great battles in some close in some of those close games, but they made it to the championship game, eventually losing to North Fremont, uh, like we said. But uh, congratulations to both teams and how well they did. Uh, basketball yeah, in Franklin County awesome. has really picked up. <clears throat> some of the best basketball happening north of the border. Uh, Coach Charlie Jones is a big part of that. Huge part of it. Yeah, early years it wasn't – I mean, it was okay. I mean, there were some successful – in region or in their, I guess they call them divisions there, but um, uh, wasn't really having a lot of postseason success. And then things slowly started to change. And then, man, it's clicking. It's a well oiled machine right now. To say the least. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> All right. Cool uh, we got to take a break. Hey, we're coming back. The ESPN is introducing the 64 player bracket, NCAA tournament wise, women's and men's combined. I want to give you a few matchups because they haven't been in, I mean they haven't been decided yet. I want to give you a few matchups and just get your thoughts on them. Who would win? Who would you pick in a match between this player and this player based on their success? Based on their I mean ability to win a championship, whatever the situation is. Okay. I've got I've got a few matchups I want to throw at you and see what you would think. And one of them is an in-state kid who could have a 16-1 upset. And we also got a response on an Aggie, former Aggie, who had a great performance in the NCAA tournament. Oh, we so did. We'll, Sweet. We'll talk about that uh, as well, and we'll love to continue to get that discussion going uh, again. If there were individual Aggies that, that played great in the NCAA tournament, doesn't mean they had a big box score. Maybe they had a couple of great plays in a critical moment that really stood out to you. Uh, we'd love to hear those as we reflect back on the years that were and the times that Utah State was in the NCAA tournament. And uh, remember how they did in those tournament games. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to pass this along. We mentioned this earlier, but I want to remind you that we, as a, the fan and the Cash Valley Media Group as a whole, 
really appreciate those businesses that are doing what they can to keep their doors open and doing what they can to still help people in these really crazy times right now. So we're inviting any business, any club, any organization or church group that uh, tell us what you're doing in light of all these restrictions going on right now and precautions. So here's the number to call. Call 435-774-1674. Leave us a short message. We'll air it on our group of radio stations because everybody wants to know what's going on. We want to know what you're doing. How are you dealing with this? What is there something different that you're offering to help people? Those are things we want to hear about. So we'll share the message. We'll get the word out. And you know what? When we when we all come together, we work together on this. Then we're going to help everybody out. So we're going to help each other. So wow, call, that sounds like a Sesame Street message. Way to go! It is. It's true. I mean, call four three five seven seven four one six seven four, and uh, leave us a short message. And uh, we'll share that with our audience. So uh, not just here on the fan, but on our whole family of radio stations here at the Cash Valley Media Group. All right, going to take a step aside. Some more uh, former Aggies and how they did in the NCAA tournament and this uh, individual NCAA performances overall in this unique bracket that was put together. We'll talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, and Ajay Salveson. Hey, really appreciate Coach Tyler Jones joining us a little bit earlier in the hour. Outstanding success there in Preston. Preston Indians coming home with the national, national, with the state championship in 4A basketball as they've done, uh, as they had done three other times in the last uh, five years. So for the last five years, they have brought home hardware. They were the runners-up, so because they, they still brought hardware home last year, just not the championship trophy or championship rings, but a great uh, string of success there for the Preston Indians. And uh, Westside, not to be left out, they also made it the championship, but uh, came up a little bit short in, the, in their attempt to win a championship. But still, runner-up, much like the Skyview Bobcats were. Yeah, again, great seasons from a lot of our uh, local teams and uh Expect Preston to be back there again, as far as history says. They'll be back there again doing it, you know, going uh, going to another state championship and competing for another title. Like, I, I, I'd place my bet on it, to be honest with you. Not that we don't bet on high, we don't bet on high school basketball, but if, <laughs> I'm just saying. If we did. Metaphorically, I'd bet on the state championship. Yeah. Hey, Eric, uh, the, uh, we had a couple, you said you had an answer on Utah State basketball uh, about performances in a tournament game. Oh, we had somebody else that uh, texted in and uh, wanted to highlight a player. Uh, Mark Roberts back in 1970. Uh, and that's true. Those, those teams back then, they didn't have quite uh, – the, the NCAA tournament wasn't quite as many teams that got involved. So if you got to go, that was a big deal. And uh, Utah State made it to the Elite Eight. Wow. Hey, how far do you think this team would have gone? Just give me a, a, a hypothetical answer. 
the second round. I don't know. I think Sweet Sixteen. Uh, now, now minus just as the problem would yeah. would have been this, Eric. Let's just let's just break it down blindfolded. Abel has a bad back. Sean Barristow is probably out for the year. So you're down. You're down a little bit in depth from so the. That's why I'm concerned about how deep they could really go. If yeah. they were healthy, I'd say they'd be Sweet Sixteen and could make it interesting. Beyond that, they could have been America's Cinderella team. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that 1970 team for Utah State uh, in the round of 25, as it was originally known, beat UTEP 91 to 81, beat Santa Clara in a close game 69 to 68 in the Sweet 16, advanced to the Elite Eight that year, but went up against UCLA powerhouse and kind of got crushed 101 to 79. But yeah, that's good. We'll that's you know Mark Roberts, big part of that. Love it. Want to hear those? Uh, any other Aggies that stood out to you that you remember having big moments in the NCAA tournament? Four three five three three nine zero three two one to let us know. We've talked about Jared Quayle against Marquette. Um, the J.C. Carroll had a big game against Washington. Ty Wesley had a couple games that he played really well. And if he could just stay on the court and not fouled out, maybe those games turn out differently. So Desmond Penninger had a big one against uh, Kansas a few years back. You know, like we were talking about, you just didn't get enough help from the bench. It always seemed to be the problem. Yeah, they really the seemed to tighten up more than anything. Yeah, that was, that was really where the problem came from. Majority of, well, I guess for a majority of it was your bench didn't show up, and then you just went cold at the wrong times. Like they always just seemed to give up a big run that kind of took him out of it, and that was that was the uh, that was the case there. So, uh, Eric, did you uh, did you see this NCAA tournament player bracket thingamajigger of the greatest players? Bracket thingamajigger of. The greatest players. Greatest players. Yeah. Um, maybe I misspelled it when I typed it in the other day. Depends on <laughs> the pronunciation. Um, it was actually pretty cool. They they uh, they did a bracket, and I'm just I'm trying to find. Oh, okay, here we go. So here's what it is. It's an inter. It's it's the college basketball's greatest of all time bracket. Okay, and it's who's the greatest player in college basketball history. They took a look at the best men's and women's players that ever played the game and seeded them accordingly to create an ultimate bracket. The brackets have four regions, Eric. West, East, South, and Midwest. And each player is seeded 1 through 16. They included breakdowns of each player's collision years to help determine who wins each round. And then there's a voting process that goes with it. Uh, so, for example, uh, Lou, Lou Alcindor is a one seed. Um, let's see here. They have... Shaquille O'Neal, what seed would you guess he is? Shaquille O'Neal at LSU. Uh, Two seed? Try nine. Whoa, nine. Diana Taurasi is a two seed. Of course, he he was a great player that didn't have much help around him. Amen. That is about it. We were talking about college days. He was a a freak uh, of nature, but he didn't really have a lot else going around 
Round him. Anthony Davis versus Jerry West is in the first round. Anthony Ooh. Davis is a four seed. Jerry West is a 13. Who would you take? In college, I'd take Anthony Davis. Me too. Absolutely. He's versatile. Absolutely. Marcus Camby at Connecticut. Do you remember how good he was? I mean, at UMass? He was. Oh. Uh, Marcus Camby was a legit. Yes. They have him as an 11 seed versus six seeded Kemba Walker in college. Ooh. Remember, Kemba Walker Ooh. went on that disgusting run. Yes. In the tournament, and won a national championship, and they were like a four seed in the in the Big East alone. And then he went on this torrid of a run. Yes, uh, Akima Wajawan is a seven seed. Dwayne Wade is a ten seed. Akima wow. Wajawan, part of that Houston team, yeah, that was upset Five by uh, Jamma. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Alvano versus Dwayne Wade of Marquette. Uh, they have, and by the way, Shaquille O'Neal is a, as I said, is a nine seed. They have him versus Sue Bird, who was at UConn as an eight seed. And Sue Bird, she missed her most of her freshman year because of a knee injury. And then went on three trips to the final four, back to back to back, had two national championships with it, and was a Namesmith award winner as a senior. That was when the Huskies went a perfect record that year. And she was the number, uh, WMA's number one draft pick in 2002. Uh, they have, but here's the one I want to look at. They have, and I got to make sure I find the correct one. Are you ready for this? Christian Leitner would be a what seed to you? Christian Leitner? In Duke. Oh, boy. He'd have to be a two seed. Try one. He's a one seed? And okay. guess who he is facing? I put. I would have put him fringe one. No, I'm with you. I went with two. Absolutely. They have him facing none other than number 16-seeded Jimmer Fredette. Ooh. I would take Jimmer Fredette. I would take the upset in that one. I would take Jimmer Fredette. I thought Jimmer was incredible. In the past 30 years, no other player has scored as many points as Fredette did in 2010-11. His high-scoring uh, games won him the, the Wooden Award that year. He averaged 33 points in the three NCAA tournament games that postseason. Um, and by the way, that would... That mark wouldn't be topped in multiple tournament games until Carson Edwards came along in 19, had 35. But remember this, Jimmer Fredette also didn't have Marcus Davies because of an honor court violation. If he has Marcus Davies, that team goes to a Final Four. They were that good. They had a lot of momentum. Oh, they were so good. They man. had a it lot of a confidence shame. that drove a lot of people crazy. But uh, they were a good team. <laughs> They were a good team. Yeah. Balanced they, team. They had yeah, the with Jack Davies. Emery kid. Davies in the post. They uh they they were a balanced team. Uh anyways, uh, Carmel Anthony's a five seed. Adam versus Larry Johnson. Kevin Durant was a ten seed versus Candace Parker. I actually take Candace Parker to be honest with you. Uh Zion Williamson is a nine seed versus Danny Manning. Bill Walton's a one seed versus Steve Alford. Oh, I think Bill Walton. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Michael Jordan's a two seed versus Nancy Lieberman. I think Michael in a walk away. Cheryl Miller, the great Cheryl Miller of USC, is a three seed. Guess who she gets in the first round? Chris Weber of Fab Five, who's a Ooh. 14 seed. That'd be a good matchup. Interesting. Uh, Maya Morris, a five seed versus Stephen Curry. Uh, Duncan of Wake Forest. Tim Duncan was a 10 seed, which is incredible. Um, so yeah, those are just a button. And they're going to announce them throughout the week. Uh, for like, for example, Thursday, March 19th, they had, they were announced a bracket. And who put this together again? Uh, ESPN did. They had a, a group of, I'm not sure exactly how they, oh, uh, I don't even know. ESPN's doing it. So I have no idea. 
The round of 64 for the West region, the voting opens now. Tomorrow, the South region opens. Sunday, the Midwest region opens. It's voting for everybody. Everybody can vote. Monday's the East and West region uh, for voting. And then Tuesday, they go back through the round of 32, Sweet 16. And it concludes on Tuesday, March 30th. Or March 31st. Just something to get you through those. Some semblance of a bracket to look at and talk about. Why not? Since we can't watch real games. Why not? Anyway. Uh, hey, before we go to our last time out here in the Full Court Press, want to pass this along. Governor Gary Herbert, just within the last hour, says that uh, I invite all to participate in a weekend of prayer and service in Utah, March 20th through the 22nd. We also encourage acts of service to happen in ways that will decrease risk of contagion. Whether or not you are religious, I hope you find peace or guidance this weekend. Uh, the number of cases did jump in the state of Utah. It's now up to 112. But uh, as far as the latest reports are, only three reported cases in the Bear River Health Department area, which is one in Box Elder County and two in Cache. So be careful, be diligent, wash your hands, eat your veggies, get a good night's sleep, and social distancing. And, you know, enjoy time with families, too. Like, I mean, you, if you do, you're at home, spend it with your kids, watch some movies, Play games. Go order some lo- at a local restaurant. Go order takeout at a local restaurant. Bring it home. Play games and spend some time with your family because, you know, a lot of times we complain that we don't have enough time to spend with their family. Now, not a lot of excuses. You got all the time in the world. Go spend it with them. Absolutely. All right, some final thoughts and let you know what's going on this weekend. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, last couple of minutes of the show, and uh, this courtesy of Chris Murray from Nevada Sportsnet. We've had him on our show a couple of times. It's great stuff. He says that uh, there's this 3x3U national championship. I guess it's a three-on-three tournament for university, former university players. So Nevada senior guard Jazz Johnson, Sam Utah State's Sam Merrill, Boise State's Justinian Jessup, and Colorado State's Nico Carvacho. Wait, is this real? All put together to represent the Mountain West. Where's Malachi Flynn? <laughs> That's a, we're taking yeah, Mal- we're taking a, Jazz Johnson over Malachi Flynn. Yeah, how does Jazz Johnson make that crew and uh, Flynn doesn't? Now it's probably not going to happen, which oh, is sad. Yeah, it's, it's scheduled true. for April third through the fifth in Atlanta, not gonna happen. and Atlanta's pretty hard to hit. Uh, oh knows? no! Maybe way. a couple weeks it subsides and they let him go do it. But that'd be fun. Jazz Johnson, I mean, he did. He averaged about sixteen points. Okay, a game. oh, but I, I'm I'm taking Malachi Flynn day and night over <laughs> Jazz Johnson, though. The guy nearly hit a turnaround half court shot to beat us in that lineup. Do you think they could do some damage? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they'd give everybody a run for their money. Merrill, Jessup, and uh, and and Johnson are all you got good shooters. shooters on that team. And you yeah, got Nico Carvacho kind of guarding the paint. That could be interesting if it were ever to happen. Oh, don't! Which it probably won't. Gosh, dang it! Anyways, uh, we hope it does. Uh, hey, this weekend we're likely to see more movement in the NFL. Uh, how many more free agents start to flock to Tampa? Uh, and uh, we'll. we'll Pick up where things left off. 